Hey everyone, thank you for joining Truth Talks TV. In this episode, we're chatting with none other than Apostle Shalanda as it relates to dealing with and navigating through the process of grief. Now, I know you're used to us being pretty bubbly and, you know, we're going to do our thing every now and then. But for this topic, we want to slow it down a bit. And we want to talk about how to properly navigate through the process of grief. So we look forward to you joining us in the show and we'll talk more with you soon. here truth talks tv we have another awesome episode now you may be wondering why would you say it's awesome because of the topic but listen we are here with apostle shalonda to talk about the topic of how to deal with grief yes she a whole apostle a whole apostle y'all so i'm telling you you in for a treat i truly mean it now don't be surprised if she come down your street because that's that listen when holy spirit get going that's how i go i'm just gonna be real with you Uh uh-oh that is so apostle shalonda thank you for joining us and thank you for just taking on such a heavy topic as this yes, yes. oh y'all welcome we're gonna make this <laughs> as easy breezy as possible because it really is a hard topic uh most of the time we don't want to deal with it um but even from the perspective of the natural not just the spiritual we just need things to be able to help us make it through each situation mm-hmm. um and so we're gonna do that today and we're gonna take it okay. as light as possible try to make it a little bit less um, heavy for the people today can we do that yes, <laughs> yes 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 we gotta make it less heavy but nonetheless like you said we're going to touch on it yeah. because yeah. this is something that we need and i feel like many times when people grieve they don't even realize they're grieving, yes. but they may become slowly addicted to situations or things or certain processes or behaviors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, I'm really grieving. I never dealt with this. I thought I was good. Yeah. So right. what, and I, and I know this sounds like a crazy question, but what exactly is grief? Like, what is it? Uh, so grief is the sorrow that comes along with loss, right? Mm-hmm. This, this sorrow, this heaviness that comes along with losing something. And most of the time we attach it to just death alone, but Mm -hmm. grief covers so many different things. You can grieve losing a job. You can grieve losing your children to the streets. You can grieve losing um, something that's sentimental. You know, say somebody passed away years ago and you kind of were all right with it, but as soon as something that belonged to them is lost or somebody Mm -hmm. stole it, then all of a sudden it's cold. They're grieving that. You could be grieving a relationship, a marriage, a divorce, whatever, right? Grief covers so many different things. And that, Nicole, what you said earlier about how it kind of slowly creeps up on you. Sometimes you don't even know you're grieving. That's because people don't know that you grieve more than just a loved one dying. So it does. It covers a very broad spectrum, but it's the sorrow, the the woe, the heaviness that comes Mm. along with loss. So do you think that, so now I actually have two questions um, because of that. Um, And I wonder, does it ever actually go away? You know, or is it just kind of like a oops, this triggered this back again, back again? And can it also lead into a de- state of depression? So, because I think about sorrow and sadness right. and 
you know, and I just, you always hear the term depression, depression. Oh, it's okay. Get better. Take a happy pill, all that. And it's like, no, I'm trying to deal with the root issue, but every time there's a flashback, is it Mm going to just keep coming back or is. Well, no, not for everybody. I mean, and here's, here's one thing that we have to make known. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through the same thing as everybody else. Some people may feel a split second of sorrow. They may mourn, you know what I mean? Go through the process of mourning, um, you know, being, you know, uh, being in grief, going through moments of sadness, and then they're done, right? And a lot of times that changes with culture as well. Um, But we don't all grieve the same. We don't mourn the same. If you, uh, if we literally took the Bible for what it is, then we wouldn't be grieving either. We would be, you know, happy go lucky celebrating the loss and all that. And they do that in other countries because they have a different mindset about what it means. They understand that loss is inevitable. Um, And so they look to the loss and okay, well, we lost that, but we're gaining more. So they have a whole different perspective. So they can dance about it, you know, whatever. And we, in this place, Wow. Yeah, we but we in this place we look at that as a sign of oh they obviously didn't really care. If a person in America, wow. most people in America, if you see them just going on with their lives or that you know, and they might have moments of sadness, but that's mm-hmm. a difference. It's a difference between just being sad about it and grieving it, right? And mm-hmm. so many people, if you get they bounce back and they're like you know, but they're with the Lord and I'm celebrating, I'm happy and all that. We look at that like, well, did they really care? Right. So sometimes, and this is one of those things that we don't really recognize, people will welcome grief onto themselves because they want to appear as if it meant. Wow. You know, but you can love a a person perfectly fine and not go through all those motions of grief, of anger and fear and and, and rage and nonchalance and, you know, denial and all that. You can love a person and not even go through all that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I want to say I'm a, I'm a part of a a African ministry and Prior to that, I'm used to people being sad, Mm -hmm. you know, crying. And so one of the members lost a loved one and they had a party like they don't have they don't believe in funerals. They they firmly believe that the dead bury the dead. And I experienced a party to celebrate the life of a person like dancing. And it like the party literally lasted all night. Wow. Like giving people literally a celebration of life. It is a celebration. Celebrating who they were. And now we're celebrating them going over to the other side. So it really is based on culture, based on even how you are raising your household. You know what I mean? There are certain people that I've lost in this in the past, what, six, seven years. I've had a perfect peace with some of them. Mm-hmm. And then some of them, it's like, man. So my 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 bonus father, my father who raised me, he died first. He was one of the first people to die in 2016. Um, my uncle passed right before him, but I wasn't as associated with him. So mm-hmm. I was, I felt more sorrow for my mom and my siblings, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when my bonus father died. He raised me. He didn't have to do it, but he did, right? Mm-hmm. And so because he loved me so hard, I didn't want to grieve him in a very hard way. I wanted mm-hmm. to celebrate him. I was able to be there with him for the last three weeks of his life. I was able to care for him. I was there when he was screaming out and crying in pain. Mm-hmm. So that to me was something very sacred. But when he passed, I literally didn't have a whole lot to, you know, to grieve over. I didn't because I loved him. He loved me back. Um, and I think the only time I had a break in me is when they picked him up, you know, off the bed and put him on yeah. the to take them away and that was like a caving into my chest but for the most part i had total peace and even when i think about him now 
I have a total peace. I will feel sad at times. Like I miss him. I wish that's what you miss. You miss the present. So I, yes. was sad, but I have peace. But when my sister died from breast cancer back a couple of years ago, it took everything out of me, mm -hmm. everything, because to think about her being missing, to think about her not being in my life, to think about her not seeing things come to fruition, um, to think about not having her there to cheer me on, yeah. that all that just took over me. And it took me months, literally months, to where God had to tell me it's okay for you to lay your head here and just be, right? Because I couldn't function. Yeah. I could not just get up and pretend. You know, I'm very transparent in ministry, Nicole. So I could not get up. I could not pretend. I love to to pray for other yes. people when I'm going through. I couldn't even do that. Um, then my fibromyalgia hit me really hard. Everything just started coming, swarming. And I was in a dark, dark place, dark place. Um, and so everybody goes through different dynamics and every individual handles every loss different. Differently. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I can say that I had never experienced grief before until I lost my dad three years ago. Mm -hmm. And like I was always that one that wanted to support other people that grieve. So if someone lost a loved one, I'm the first one there. I'm bringing food. And so when my dad passed, he, he passed suddenly. I was like, I felt insulted. Like, and I'm gonna be honest and transparent, mm -hmm. but I felt like God, how did you do us like that? Like, I I could not wrap my mind around losing him because I'm always there for other people. And so why did I have to experience that? And I, I can agree with you. I was in a dark place. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. function. It, it was it was just like surreal. And I, I can say that sometimes it still feel unreal because it's like, you know, he's been there my whole life. And yeah. then for someone to be suddenly gone out of nowhere, and I would say one of my major breaking points was when they came to take his body because we're just like, yeah, that's it. And you think about yeah. the things that you leave behind when when people pass, like nothing matters when you go. Like mm. no, everything stops for that life, and nothing else matters. You're left to pack things away, give things yep. away, close out their final affairs, and it was really, it was really rough. It, it was it's really, rough. Rough. it was extremely, you know. And so when you talk about that. You're in the position of a person who genuinely had a connection to your father. But what I mm -hmm. see in you is the the strength that he left you, right? The strength he yes. left you to be able yes. to go on. But one thing that I that I talk to my clients about, because um, though I am uh, a pastor and I'm apostolic and I'm prophetic and all that, yes. I'm also a certified life coach and an author, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, one thing that I do talk about with coaching clients, because many people, wear their mask, right? We put masks on to cover yep. up how we're really doing. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that I suggest to people when they're grieving is be what you are, feel how you mm -hmm. feel from day to day and moment yes. to moment. Yes. Because if you don't feel it, if you don't deal with it, then somebody else is going to have to deal with it on the back end. Wow. And so during that time, uh, like you just talked about with your father, when, when, when my sister Rebecca, when she passed away, now God told me two years before that she, when she first told me she was diagnosed that she wasn't going to, to make it eventually. Right. But I didn't know how long that would be. I, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But he did, he did forewarn me. Forewarning doesn't help. Right. Right. So right. When, when the time came and we yeah. had to go say goodbye to her at hospice, I think I've never cried that deep before. Like, you know, it was the reality all hitting me because she's now, she got that death rattle. She's at hospice. You know, she's under, you know, we know she's not really fully there with us anymore. Yeah. And I had to say goodbye in Virginia, come back down to Georgia with 
knowing she would not, you know, it's like now you're waiting for the phone call, like waiting for the call, wait, already grieving, right? I think I started grieving a whole month before the fact. And, mm. and so when she actually, when I had to sit there and cry, I mean, the deepest cry I ever had. But when she left, the questions that you had, Kiki, I had those same, like, mm-hmm. her face was crazy. Do you hear yeah. me? Her yeah, face yeah, was so yeah. crazy that she said, even if I do die, he can bring me back because he's God, right? So oh you think about this level of faith. And you're thinking about what you preach and teach all the time, how you coach people through things all the time. Mm. And here you are face to face with this reality. Yes. That God is still sovereign, right? Mm. That he's, still, mm-hmm. he's still sovereign and whatever he allows, that's there's purpose. Well, the grief a lot of times for us comes from that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you choose to let this be the case? Mm-hmm. Now, we already know that death is inevitable, right? We know that either we're going to pass away from this earth or we're going to be raptured up, whatever the case might be. But we know either way we're going to expire, expire at some yeah. point. But it doesn't make it easier. Right. Because now everything that was me was attached to you. So now who's going to fill those spaces? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a a, a deal. So when you are going through grief and this is what I said. So for my my bonus father, now my my biological father has passed. uh, My other father figures has passed. My uncle who who died just last night. Right. Mm -hmm. Went home from the hospital. My mama just heard from him. My daughter just heard from him. Bam. Now he's gone. How do you deal with yeah. something so sudden? How do you deal with, oh my God, we didn't even get to say goodbye. How do you deal with, why yeah. the heck did this happen in the first place? It wasn't cold. We don't know what it was. Why? Right? Mm-hmm. And you did, so grief is grief is some, somehow pushed into all of those questions. Yeah. All of those yeah. different things of, I'm not sure why this had to be this way. Right? right. And so now right. we're more grieving the why yes. Yes. as opposed to reflecting on the life that they lived, what they brought to us, what we mm-hmm. gained from them, right? So for the first part of, if I'm coaching somebody through grieving, okay, where are you right now? Where are you today? Well, today mm-hmm. I'm angry. Today yeah. I'm totally pissed off with God because he could have stopped it, but he didn't, right? He is somebody else mama lived. Why did my mom have to go? Mm-hmm. So those were my words. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to sound selfish, like, it, it, but it's right. like, why mine? Yeah. 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 You, you yeah. think of people who's, who, who, and I'm, in all honesty, I've thought of friends who have older fathers, and it's like, that man, like 90, Jesus. And he's still here. Did you mean this? <laughs> Did you mean like, this, this Jesus? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and, also, and that's, like, that's really the weight of the feeling. But, you know, it's like, why me? And right. I mean, of course, again, we talked about grieving being across the board, right? So it doesn't have to just be the death of a loved one. It could be the marriage that she lost. You know, people put in years and years and years in a marriage consistent. God's going to fix it. And and because, especially, and I'm going to just go ahead and speak to the Christian community because of the way we teach, because of the way we preach, people are not really prepared for real life. They're prepared for having these cliche statements. So when my sister died, I don't want to hear none of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I already know it. I know the scriptures. I know yeah. you're gonna tell me. Oh, but she in a better place. Thank, well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you for saying. Yeah. So it's some, it's some words that people say, and people have gotten mad at me. And I know that you know when you're when you're grieving, your attitude changes. Mm-hmm. You may be snappy, yeah. you know, and you don't mean it. But you also need people to understand you. So you know, people were so quick to say to be absent from that body is to be present with the Lord, and and he's an angel, and you know, and it's like we we know that, but they're not here. So how is that? So that is so. So Kiki, you just what you just said is everything, right? So let's explore that real quick. Yes. Let's talk to the people 
who need to understand. And if you if you are one of those people who not moved by anything and you kind of just like it is what it is, life is what it is, then you may not ever understand this, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the truth. If I'm processing, right, and I need to try to get it, because it's not that I don't know she was saved. Right. It's not that I don't know that to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord, right? Exactly. Yes. What I'm saying is she ain't here. Exactly. exactly. What, what I'm saying is I don't want you here. I can't call her. Yes, I can't call her. I can't talk to her. And so now here, you know, we have all these messages, Facebook messages, phone messages, you know, hearing her voice. We're laughing. We got recordings. We got memories. Yeah, and yeah. all of those things are great when you're healed from it. You can look at it or hear it and you're just like, oh, my God, that's joyful. But when you are going through and then listen, they were having a, a balloon release for her um, shortly after. And uh, my ex-husband, we were you know, still friends. And he was like, hey, let's just go watch this movie. So we went to the movies. After we left out the movies and I turned on Facebook, the first thing I saw was a notification that they were doing the balloon release. I had to wow. shut it off immediately. I couldn't deal. Yes. But so when we got in the car riding back, you know, and I'm, I mean, I broke. Can I say that in our whole marriage, I ain't never broke like that. I could never mm. be that vulnerable, but I didn't care at the time. It was like, ah, oh my, mm -hmm. everything. And he, you know, he was trying to be comforted. He didn't mean any harm, but immediately when he said, well, Londa, at least you know that she's with God. No. All my tears stopped. My Angry. whole everything. I, started, <laughs> I, I sucked everything back up. Not mm. because I didn't need the tears to fall, but because in, in, in all his well intentions, it wasn't the proper place for me to thank be vulnerable. Thank you. So, thank you. Yeah. So, so can I be honest and say to the to Christian community um, and to counselors or whoever, to, to yes. well meaning family members, loved yes. ones, yes. track me and see where I am first, thank right? You. Because yes. if I'm in a place where I'm feeling everything is dark, then you trying to reassure me with the things of scripture that I already yes. know, right? It's yes. not going to erase my darkness. Right yes. now, can Amen. you just acknowledge the fact? that my heart is broken because I can't hug her anymore. Right. Can you acknowledge the fact that I feel some type of way because my six nieces and nephews and everybody else that was there, it was standing room only at her funeral. We got to deal with this stuff. Like, yeah. so can you, can you figure out where I am first? Yeah. My spiritual mom, my spiritual mom said something to me at that time. And this, this blessed my life. She said, I love you, Shalonda. She said, and if you don't come out of this dark place, I'm still going to love you, Shalonda. Wow. She said, it's not that I want you to be in a dark place, but my love and, and what I say to you and how I handle you is not contingent on what I think it should be, but I'm trying to see where you are. And yeah. so in grief, we have to acknowledge where we are, right? We have yeah. to acknowledge that we hurting. Tomorrow, if I feel like clapping and singing and, yes. and flipping up the hallway, that's where I am. Right, if I'm right, not... Right track where I am. And yeah, so for yeah. the rest of the Christian community, listen, it's good that we are reassured by the things of God. And I'm not trying to be real funny or nothing, but back in biblical days, baby, they gave strong drink to those jokers that was greedy. Okay, we, they took them shots. <laughs> can we get right <laughs> real quick? Because there's, there's practical things that we have to do and we have to find the balance. Yes. Because if we don't find the balance, which we have not most of the time, we're going to have a world full of people wearing masks Pretending like I'm good um, when I'm not. When I wrote um, Purple Haze, my first mm -hmm. inspirational fiction, right? And I'm not going to give it away because if somebody want to read it, they got to read it. Yes, <laughs> right. The gist, the gist of her story was I've been this positive person all my life. 
I've been this person who, you know, you can come to for the love, for the comfort, for the everything. And then this thing happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do I deal with this thing? Because this is what's bothering me. Mm -hmm. This is what has me overwhelmed. This is what's taking away my, my nights of sleep. Yeah. I need to be dealt with where I am, as opposed to you trying to make me who you want me to be yes. and respond to it how you want me to respond to that's it. Good. So that's deep right there. Because yeah, it, is. It, it It helps when you have someone like you to help you through your process, because nine times out of 10, if someone hasn't experienced it, they won't know. Yes. Or they say what they've heard other people say, or even right. shame you for grieving. Like that's the right. thing. People will be shaming you for grieving or asking you like, oh, how long has it been? Or when did they, when did they pass? It's, oh, it's been over a, a year. Frame. You know, it's oh, like, baby. Yeah, somebody oh, did that to me and I like, I'm getting better. It's three years. That's still not a long time. I'm not getting but better. People, because <laughs> I'll right. say how I feel. If you, if I'm grieving and yeah. you tell me I need yeah. to be people over that, people shame you for that's, grieving. That's not no. People shame yeah. you. The word shame. The word shame, Kiki, is everything. So, talk. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit more about how you felt when they said what they said, and then I'm going to um, piggyback on that. Yes. Yes. So, yes, Coach yeah, Treasure. So you must want me to cry on here. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> I, I, we want, we're going to break through this thing. We're going to yeah. do it together, though. And that's, that's the mindset. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I would say that <laughs> as far as shame, um, if I'm experiencing grief and I'm sharing it, I've been asked, do you pray? And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm rooted in church, ordained minister. Of course, I pray, but there's times where you can't pray. And you need people to pray for it. Like the pain is so deep that you cannot utter a father, can you? But mm. I know that he knew my heart. Now, I remember um, one night I was just grieving, like just not understanding because my dad was very present all my life. He was there for every doctor's appointment. Yeah. Even I was like in my 20s, he driving me to the doctor. Like, you know, <laughs> I got you. You know, he was a very their dad, That's you know. Beautiful. And so for him to just be taken, it was very hard to even wrap my mind around. And so one night I was grieving horribly. And all I could do was just grab my Bible and just like mm. hold it. Like, and I'm like, God, I don't have the words to say. I don't know what to do. And I was hurting for my mom because they had been together 40 some years. And Ooh. I was worried that, you know, she would be next because, you know, when you lose your yeah. other half, you know, yeah. literally you start wasting away a little bit. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I would talk to people about how I felt and they put you down because you're still grieving or how long has it been? Like, I think it's very rude to ask somebody first off what happened. Mm. It's also rude to ask how long has it been because it don't matter. Like it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if it's been 10 years. It's still a, like the person that you're used to still gone. And like for me, I haven't gotten married yet, haven't had children. So those are things that my dad is going to mm -hmm. miss. So you 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 grieve what will be because they're yeah. not going to be there and you grieve yeah. what was. And so, um, you know, people really have made me feel horrible for grieving. And I don't know, maybe because I've always been the happy, jolly person, mm -hmm. making people mm -hmm. laugh. And then there was like, I would say about a good year. I, I know I was not myself. And I know that it's changed me some way, somehow that I'm not who I was. I'm better, but I know that a, a part of me is different after that. And it's, I, it's, de it's definitely different and it's supposed to be different. Right. But not so. So let me, let me, let me, say this much and i don't want to deflect from what you said mm -hmm. but how long it is it does matter but how you navigate it right yeah. so for instance um because we have more people in our lives than just the people that we've lost mm -hmm. right 
it's going to matter in the sense of those relationships because um, we're grieving the one we lost and now they have to grieve losing us. Does that make sense? So when, so when they are, so when they're asking, and I'm not talking about the people that's just being nosy, you hear me? I'm yeah. talking about the people who really matter. So for instance, if, if um, my sister, my other sister, her and my brother-in-law have been married for a long time, but her and my sister, they were only a year apart. So they literally grew up like twins almost. Mm. It was always Angie Becky, Angie Becky. It was never them separate, right? Mm -hmm. So when she lost my sister, and, and hear me, it broke me, mm -hmm. but I, it's 13 and 14 years between me and them. So it took for me to become a grown up for us to establish our bond, but they've been bonded for 50 something years. Right. So right. I was grieving, but I had to also acknowledge that her grief was deeper, right? Yeah, um, also um, her husband, her six oh. kids, yeah. right? All these different people, the nieces and the nephews and stuff that had these great bonds with her, I had to acknowledge theirs. But the mm -hmm. other thing that I had to think about was the fact that my children were in the house with me still. Yeah. Right. So I'm grieving her. I need this time to grieve it. But God helped me to get past it to the point where I can make it memories right. as opposed to me being sad all the time. Because now they have to grieve losing their mom, too. Yeah, while yeah, yeah. Losing their aunt. so yeah. I had to think about it from that perspective. So not to say don't grieve or the time, um, the time is not important, mm -hmm. but it does matter. So if yeah. sometimes somebody who matters to you, if they mm -hmm. say, "Hey, how long has it been?" Take into consideration that they're really more concerned about losing you in the mm -hmm. process because now our relationship is not the same. Now you know if if I tell you that I lost someone. Are we going to be able to deal with my grief too? Or are we going to still deflect back to everything that makes you feel broken? So I think mm -hmm. when I'm talking to clients as well, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, be, be, just be empathetic, be mindful, right? From every perspective, because we're not just here for ourselves. No. We're here for each right. other. So what you said earlier about, um, you know, me just going through the motions, the strong bearing the infirmity of the weak. Yeah, isn't that what we're supposed to do for each other? Right. Are yeah. we supposed to be able to be the strong arm? And sometimes it may not be three months. It may not be six months. You're saying this, this person has been here with me for the last 30, 40, 50, mm. 60, however yeah. many years. And you want me to be done with it in three months? Yeah, You want right. me to be done with it in six months? No. So what I do suggest, however, is that instead of... Um, hmm, we have to be careful of the me mentality, no matter yeah. what, mm -hmm. right? Like no matter what, no matter whether we're grieving, no matter whether we're doing something great, celebrating whatever, we still have to be careful of the me mentality because yeah. it can totally change the dynamics of our lives and the people around us. And yeah. so I do consider that. Um, my husband came, well, we known each other for 30 years, but Marco came into my life about three months after what well, I messaged to see how he was doing. God put that whole thing in motion mm -hmm. three months after my sister passed away. Wow. He was, God was totally strategic, right? Yeah. Into yeah. bringing me what I needed. But if I would have been like, man, forget this. I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with, blah, 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 blah. Then I would have totally erased what God was trying to give me to be able to survive at the time. Wow. So That's when you take down the me mentality, yeah. it says, you know, Hey, I now, now check this out. I'm entitled to my grief. Mm -hmm. Let me get help. Let me get a counselor. Let yeah. me get a coach. Let me go to my pastor. Let me have that go to that I can just kind of, you know, put it off on them for a little bit. They can take yes. it, right? Yes. But let me also consider the fact that 
my mama still need me. Mm-hmm. My kids still mm-hmm. need me. Mm-hmm. My future, y'all future husbands, whoever. They right. still need me to be completely whole. Yes, right? yes, they need yes, me to be yes. able to still take on a life and enjoy life and be in this position. So it's it really it's a lot, it's a lot to this subject, right? Yeah, but let's we we need a part two. With, yes. We <laughs> definitely need a part two. Yes. Definitely. But can we can we just unload the fact number one? Feel how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. But while you're feeling like you're feeling, make sure you have the outlets that you need. Yeah. that can deal with that right mm-hmm. um, even if you are mad there's some people who are married but your spouse is not the one that's gonna comfort you really because they wow. don't know mm-hmm. so maybe you need an outside person that can that's be good. that free mm-hmm. uh, join support groups um don't totally be angry at the people who mean well right. but not yeah. allow them to understand like you know what i understand everything that you're saying but right mm-hmm. now i'm just in a place where i need to reflect thank you yeah. right and that's hard too that's hard yeah. too because you yeah. want to. It's like while I'm trying to manage my feelings, now I have to manage myself, not lashing out at right. you because I'm right. While I'm trying to protect my. Feelings. Thank you, and so yeah. sometimes right. it's just a whole lot going on. But you're you're absolutely right. How that was see that that right there that that is exactly right. Right. So how do how do we navigate that space? How do we navigate the space that we are in? Because because um, Kiki was just talking about the amount of time, right? And we're talking now. So for a time, I had to shut it down. I was I was in the house for almost three months. Couldn't go live. Couldn't do none of that. Take time, okay, yeah. to care yeah. for yourself. And so when you finally get to a certain amount of time, it is then time for you to take responsibility once again because we're living by what standard? We're living by the standard of love, right? Yeah. And so right. if that governs my every day, mm-hmm. when I'm grieving, it's probably going to throw me off a little bit. But yeah. I still have to bounce back to the fact right. that I yes. live. Right. In a place of love. So if I if I say this to them, how I really feel it, oh baby, oh, I'm yeah. probably gonna have all type of listen. But when I'm coaching, delete me all that. Right, but when that that's right. But if I'm coaching you, if you mm-hmm. have a coach, uh, yes. the first week, the first week of unmasking our eight week mentorship, y'all got to write a letter to God. Yes, Ooh, yes. Right? yes. Raw, uncut, no pulling, no punches, because he already mm-hmm. knows what you're thinking anyway. Right. right. So true. we gonna release this whole truth to him. So tell that's, us. I'm yeah. sorry. I was gonna say, tell yeah. us about your program that's coming up in yes. February yes. because we want to make sure that we leave everybody with something they can grab onto tangibly. Let yeah. them know who you are, where they can find you, and what uh, you awesome. have coming up in February. Because you start so talking about coaching. I am Apostle Coach Apostle. Shalonda Treasure Williams Lenard. Um, all those names are significant, but I'm known as Inspirational Treasure on all social media outlets. Take the eye off the front of it, but Inspirational Treasure is the name. Um, the program that I have coming up in February is entitled On Your Glow. It's an eight-week yeah. eight mentorship program. It is actually the, the second part of Unmasked to Glow. And so those two programs kind of go hand in hand. Unmasked to Glow is taking it all off, right, to be able to find the glow underneath that. And then this next eight weeks coming up, we are literally going to dig into what that glow means, how God sees you as opposed to how you yes, see yourself and you owning that and you owning yes. that. Wow. 
You I got a lot that. of good things going on. Yes. I, I'm telling yeah. you, I could talk with you all day long because it's just so good. Yes. It's so good. Yes. It's so rich. Yes. And I'm honored that you came on here and blessed us. Yes. I mean, uh, just Love providing it. another perspective and giving us the opportunity to hear from a perspective of a coach, someone mm -hmm. who's not only experienced it, but knows how to help coach others through, through the it. process. Yes, that matters. So matters. I, I really, truly appreciate you. And thank you so, so much. Yes. I actually feel like yeah. this, this should be a part two. Because I, I feel like we didn't get everything out. Yeah, yeah. We, we got some we more. Need a part two. Maybe we can, we can talk a little bit more about the glow. You know, come back and chat a little bit more <laughs> and talk about what that glow is. And like you said, how to understand who God has truly called you to be. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So thank you so thank much you. for your time. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes. We thank God for your praying apostle, for your prophet, and coach. <laughs> That's so welcome. Praying for you and your family. Yes. And, I, and I just really, really appreciate and love the God that's in you and on you and the God that you share. So yes. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Blessings. Many blessings. God bless you. Take care. And that's it, everyone. We will see you guys for another episode. We thank God yes. for you tuning in and, and rolling with us through these episodes yes. and just enjoying the time with us. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. We'll see Take you guys care. soon. So before we go, we just want to take a moment to reflect and acknowledge a legend. Today yes. is Betty White's birthday. She would have been 100 years old. Yes. Unfortunately, she passed away a couple of weeks ago at 99. Yeah. But I'm just very grateful to have seen her flourish. Yeah. She was one of the star members one of the last members of the Golden Girls to yes, go. Um, yes. I want her longevity. Like she lived a full, long yes, life, she and she like was iconic. She was, yeah. Yes. And it's interesting how people everywhere just have such a love and appreciation for who she is, and just it's like you felt like you knew her. Yes, that was you know, everybody's grandma. Everybody that was grandma, everybody's grandma. So she would truly be missed, yes. and much prayers go out to the family and the loved ones of Betty White. Yes, we just want to salute peace. you and honor you. For the legacy that you left. Yes. Happy birthday. And also, today is Dr. King's birthday. Yes. Yes. We, sure forget, we cannot forget Dr. King. And he, his. what's amazing to me is that he's gone and mm. his name is still relevant. Like, yes, he got a whole holiday. A like, whole holiday. We was off work today because of Dr. King. Mm -hmm. Amazing. We should we should definitely strive to live leave a legacy yeah like that and i think they both have and, I, and yes. I think that's something that is important for us to talk about and to share and to celebrate so we thank you so much we are excited that we had this opportunity to chat with you to discuss things that are important to not only us just personally but us as a society as yes. a nation so to betty white happy birthday happy birthday to martin luther king may your legacy birthday. live on yes thank you Oh, 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 oh,